0: Keisha of Native Nubian Wellness, and you are tuning into another session of Black Women Who Blaze. Today, I have another featured guest, a sister that's not too far from me. She's on the East Coast, I believe out of Massachusetts. She'll get into her, um, you know, specific location uh, when she starts to tell us about herself. But uh, today I'm with Kizzy Keys, And she is the founder of High Thirst Cannabis Strengths. Thank you, Kizzy, for joining me today and agreeing to, you know, let me dive into a little bit of what you do in the space and what the climate and things are in your area.
1: Okay, great. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I found you on LinkedIn. I think that's where we originally connected and- you know, I I didn't even realize that I met you in person at NECAM Boston this year until we started to, you know, connect for the, for the platform. And I was like, wait a minute, didn't we, you know, (laughs) didn't we meet? And she's like, yeah, we, we even took a picture together uh, with the brothers at, um, at Big Hope, right? Big Hope Project. So that was dope. That was a dope experience. I'm glad that they won. That was exciting to see, you know, I, I voted for them each year, so. You know, nice. I'm to see that happen. And um, and so, you know, on LinkedIn you would you invite, you send out the invites to, you know, coming to these cannabis events. I've been seeing it for the past couple of you know years. And I'm like, I haven't been able to make one because I'm in Connecticut, you're in mass, and I haven't been able to do the travel, but um, that's the original, I think, draw. I was like, well, I have to hit her up and get her on a platform to let us know how that how that's going, you know, in in your area, because of course, you know, we want to see plenty of, you know, pathways into the industry. And not every pathway has to be you touching the plant, even though you do because you you have your own product. Um, so just give us a little bit about where you're from, you know, in your background. Um, I guess you can tell us, you know, what it's like where you're at and then, uh, whether it's rack, medicinal, all that good stuff. Okay, great.
1: Well, um, my name, like, as you said, is Kizzy Key, as most people call me. Um, I'm an entrepreneur here in Boston, Mass. I'm actually originally from Chicago. I moved here when I was about like maybe in my twenties or so back and forth, you know, as a kid, um, living here, um. I grew up um, in an, okay neighborhoods around, you know, Boston, this and that. But um, I've been in cannabis for a long, long time. I probably say I want to start smoking probably when I like my teens. I started smoking it recreational, things that are saw. So, I didn't know, you know, how the medical benefits. And then as I got older and I had some kids and things that sort, I actually developed anxiety really bad. And they actually put me on medication. And I was like, I'm not doing this medication. It, it's when like made me just not a good feeling that I wanted to do. So I did some research and come to find out, guess what? Cannabis helps with it. So it turned from recreation more to medical for me. And it also helps me like to sleep in my back and things of that sort. So I decided, you know, kind of to dive into the um, cannabis industry. So of course, as anyone else, you know, some of us started off with, I was actually going to like to see Marcus at first and um, I was selling my drinks. So I don't drink alcohol. I'm not a, a alcohol drinker, never been, just not my thing. But I developed like my favorite drinks, like lemonades, iced teas. Um, I even have like bourbons and wines and things like that sort. they all THC, no alcohol, wow. none of that in there, just straight THC. So I started to, you know, pedal that out, make good money and stuff like that. I ran into um, a good um, friend of mine's by the name of Chanel Lindsey. And um, she told me about the social quality program here in Massachusetts um, that was coming back. It was their second cohort. So I jumped in that cohort and lo and behold, it was, you know, something, you know, very great. They taught us, you know, the cannabis laws, how to get the cannabis. They told us everything we need to know, but give us capital. But mm-hmm. great experience. Um, I met with a lot of people because it was over Zoom. So we able got to um connect people. Um, You know more after the class and things of that sort because we able you know to get each other emails and meet that things of that sort, but um before I was kind of in cannabis things, I saw I've always did events. That's always been my thing. So even down to my drinks, they were like, so I can have a social consumption. But, you know, especially back then, about two, three years ago, it was like, shh, we're not talking about social consumption. Don't talk about it. Don't do nothing, blah, 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 blah. So at first, I really wasn't kind of talking about it. So most people knew me as high thirst and just being the social quality participant. So I um, still was on Legacy markets and I didn't care. So I started doing my events. Um, I started off with a token paint. Um, where people come in, of course, they smoke and they paint. Um, we give some people to pre-sket art, um, sketch, um, sketch the canvases. Some of them I do myself. Um, people come in, they paint, we smoke, we have fun. Of course, good vibe. That kind of got a, a spark out. I did it with a partner. Um, we we. Sp- a little bit. I got more popular with the token paints. And then I started to do panels because before all this, I actually did a podcast and things of that sort. So I tried to incorporate it by doing panels. And so I started doing different little panels of having people in cannabis just come out and speak to, you know, people that don't uh, normally can get to them, you know, um, and just talk about how we fit in this industry, how we can do, you know, things in this industry, giving people tips and all updates and things of that I saw. And then most recently, my um, event that everyone seems to be loving right now is the latest cannabis um, brunch. Um, I seem to be a big hit is what I bring on It's welcome to all even though it says Lady kind of Bunch, but it's just focused on ladies, our products, our people's you know things that we do and stuff like that. and so I actually have one coming up um real soon in June so um you know just you know there's just that's a little something I do. I do a lot oh, I didn't even say. I keep forgetting, but it is also I'm actually a co-founder of the Black Cannabis Week here in Boston. Um, that will be from August 8th to the 13th. Um, I am foreseeing Friday and Saturday, <laughs> which will have the music artists and things and stuff, but we're gonna have a fun full week that is get dedicated to you know people in black cannabis and that sort. So, so look out for that too.
0: Wow, wow, you know, right. So there's a lot to unpack. You just went through a whole lot. <laughs> Um, in a short amount of time. So you're located in Massachusetts, you know, Boston areas where you, you you reside, but you're originally from Chicago. And so you came here and settled, you know, in this area uh, of the uh, U.S. And it's recreational now in Massachusetts. It has been for um, quite some time, for a couple of years, right? And you started in the legacy area, obviously, because, right, they're not handing out licenses to people who look like us, nor money, right? So, <laughs> so you started in a legacy, you know, and you started creating drinks, obviously, because you want to be able to socialize and drink and, you know, consume what you, what's beneficial to you, you know, which is cannabis. And you found it to be beneficial because you were diagnosed with anxiety and they wanted to give you prescriptions that you did not like the way it felt. And you said that now you discovered the research that signed this scientific research that is now available for all of us to see that cannabis works well for anxiety symptoms, right? So now we're not just saying any and everything. Yeah, you. when we say do your research, you have to research the type of products that are gonna be helpful to you and you'll learn a whole new world of things, okay? When you start to read. But you found that this is now something that can also on a regular basis be consumed in the form of a drink that you already drink. You don't have to smoke. There's other ways to consume. And so (laughs) you created drinks. So you say you create lemonades, iced teas, but you even created, now how innovative is that? a wine that is pure THC, no alcohol, Mm -hmm. and bourbon, okay? No alcohol. So we don't have to worry about it going through your liver and destroying, and also has THC, which is processed with the liver. Like, we don't have to worry about that. We can consume and know that this drink is gonna be doing wonders in our body at the same time, right? Okay, so to recap, you started creating cannabis drinks that do not contain alcohol at all. And you found an opportunity through Chanel Lindsay that brings it. Is it social equity? Is it like yeah. a social equity group?
1: It's a sexual um social equity program that we have in Massachusetts. It's what mm-hmm. they call I mean, the playing field.
0: Right. but at the end of the program there's no funding no so there's education a little some resources as far as networking they'll link you to some of the organizations that can help with what business plans and things like that but there's no funding so you had to continue to grow your 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 funds for this project in the legacy space. And you started to do events. You've always been an event planner. So you started to do paint token paints. Yes. Okay. Token paints. And so did you trademark that? Because I remember mentioning like that was it became
1: well, I trademark, but it's that trademark is worth nothing right now because they said that I need to change the name because the word token is more like of like smoking. And here the cannabis laws in Massachusetts are very, very strict. They're like beyond the worst of strength. Yeah. So certain words you just cannot use. So they felt the word token needed to be taken out because they feel as though that is inviting people to come and smoke marijuana. Yeah. That's the things they do that it's like
0: confusing they because if you said sip and paint, you're inviting people to come and sip alcohol. That's legal though. That's legal. Right, so but. Paint and elevate. Right, right, right. So, but you said that cannabis is legal in the state of Massachusetts for 21 and over. Like alcohol. But because of the federal prohibition, that's why they won't let you trademark it.
1: No, I haven't trademarked. I can't use it. So they let me trademark it. They let me spend and waste my money on it. I've been using it for almost the past last two years. It just came up that it this year that when it got so kind of got kind of big. So they decided that I cannot use that name, that I should be using like paint and elevate. So yeah, even though I have a
0: trademark. Oh, right, okay, so it is trademark, but you're not able to use it to advertise the event.
1: No. Mm
0: -hmm. No. Mm -hmm.
1: Just the little things, the minor things they do just to stop you. And then other people doing it in other states. Literally, I heard someone doing a token paint and they got it from me in Mm -hmm. New York,
0: Mm -hmm. freely. Mm, 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 mm. right so so now you you've transitioned or now began to expand the events to brunches yes and these brunches you provide education you know you bring in industry professionals and they talk about different topics specific to women or it's just topics about the industry
1: Topics about the industry, I try to um, you know, give their experience. Most of these events I was having anyway are mostly women-based. So I thought it was like more important for us to have it. So all my brunches are not always ladies' brunches, but those seem to be the biggest ones because ladies come out and support the most. So um, but I also thought it was just important just to shadow us because sometimes we you know we get you know look behind and things of that sort. So I thought, and it'd be a good idea to show some kick-ass women, you know, on my panel talking about, you know, their industry, how they kick butt in here. So I just thought that would be a good idea, a different feel of just having all ladies on the panel. So they're necessarily like, you know, they just talking about the industry, so, but mm-hmm. I had one, one we had like all women and then we had one man. <laughs> so men do come out sometimes.
0: Well, I think that there, you know, should be more events obviously, you know, geared towards, you know, I guess the community overall, right? Yeah. They like Bleach too um but there there is nice to have affinity spaces you know meaning for us you know um uh, for women to connect and you know share things that women like to share and experience without the eyes of men around right <laughs> and that and that type of thing um or even spaces like black women who blaze where it's a space that Is held for Black women to come and speak about their experience here. You know, um, really, really hard conversations, like the fact that funding is an issue, you know, and that states are, I think, getting it wrong.
1: Well, funding was an issue. So let me say that funding Mm -hmm. was an issue here. So they did pass um, a bill that has um, they're going to take the I think it's 15 percent of the tax money and put it back. As far as we know of right now, in the pot is thirty million dollars. Supposedly by July, they should have the, all the ordinance and it should be out. But that is a funding out for social quality. If you're in Massachusetts, that's supposed to be coming out in hopefully July. Um, J- um, Joe Gilmore. I just found out. Congratulations to him. He will be the one who's heading that um that board. But the state seems to think they got it right somehow. And that's actually why I'm actually full out coming out now because now that they're funding, I'm I'm gonna be ready. Going
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, that's what this is where I said that you know they they've got it backwards because the funding is needed first. You know, it it really is. Like at the at the end of the day, the funding helps with education. The funding helps with. Getting the partnerships needed and, and the right connections and the right people in the right places to stand up these businesses that we want to be here, you know, for a long time, not, you know, pop up and, you know, gone because, hey, it, there was no money, you know, but there's no money federally. And these states don't put aside the money in order to invest in, the like you said, the social equity or those who uh, come from communities most affected by prohibition and have the the know-how, they understand the market. Like you're tapping into a market that's been built by people in what we're calling legacy, right? So, okay. you know, you're tapping into that market, wanting the people that they, you know, that consume and their customers to now go to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like competing and being the competition when at the end of the day, this was this wouldn't be here you wouldn't have a market if we weren't here so we you know you come here where the teachers are where the growers are where the distributors are where the event planners are where the product developers are because you you develop the product in your event planning um and those are two different pathways into the space so which to you is what you enjoy the most um event
1: planning, of course. Um, The product manufacturing, yes, I love my drinks and uh, those are my babies, high thirst will always be. But um, I knew that this industry was going to be new and i just like the alcohol if i started now or putting a product out then that's something that my kids can do like you know go on and on i can see high thirst you know being a, the, the hennessy or whatever the case may be so right. i foresee that so that's why i put a product line in so that's where high thirst came in for so it is still my baby and i still love it but high thirst was more or less i'm going to make something generational for me and my family to keep going on and on so not just the dispensary but we got a product that's going to you know keep going on but the event planning for me has always been, because I've always did event plans from, even when I wasn't in cannabis, I did, um, you know, open mic nights for music artists and things that I thought, um, I used to plan all the kids' parties, and my mother be like, you spend all this money, actually, I did, and I just enjoyed doing it, but I enjoy it also, too, because I feel like, you know, when people have so much fun, you get the networking, that people get the educational, I love it when I, um, and I just did one of my brunches, um, an older lady. She was like in her 84. She came out to the brunch. And I was kind of shocked. And she was like, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of new to cannabis and I love it because, you know, it's helping my body. And it's just like the warm feeling of knowing that you educa- educated someone else and, you know, getting it out there to our people and things of that sort. So event plan is, it, it's tough. <laughs> It's the one that gave me the most headache, but I right. love it the most.
0: Right, right, right. And then, you know what? I was going to say that we need more um event planners, people who come from the event planning space in the industry to elevate the vibe and the feel of the events, the look of it, you know, at the same time, I also wanted to, you know, say that, you know, I'm finding people are planning events, but it's like, you know, someone that's never planned it, they're just like a stoner and they want to throw something and it's just like you come and it's, that's not, you know, I don't want to hear certain types of music all the time, like it's set and setting when you're consuming cannabis. So when you understand that, you know, if you if it's your first time consumer and you're in an environment where it's noisy and the music is ridiculous or what have you, you may have anxiety, you may experience anxiety from that type of environment and being in consuming for the first time in it. But yes you know, change it when you when you consume for the first time or you're a beginner, but it can even happen to those of us who consume for years. Like in a horrible environment, it's not the same type of experience. So, you know.
1: No, well, that's what we're trying to do with Black Cannabis Week here. So Black Cannabis Week here, um, right. It's, it came from literally from me. I have a, a advisory board. It's five beautiful ladies. I swear I did not put that together. I put an interview out. Ladies are the ones with the most qualified. So it just happened to be all ladies, but um beautiful, qualified five ladies that are actually putting this um that's helping put this together. But that was the main reason of putting black cannabis together because. I have been going out. I want to say I've been in this industry for the last like, three years. And I've gone from here to Vegas to all these other things. We're there guest speakers. Like you said, We're even sometimes they're performers and token paints, but we're never... It's never us, and then when you see I'm a event planner, so I know how much money these people are making off these events. So I know like, and it's not giving back to our community and things that sort. So even now we having a Black Cannabis Week, we're gonna have a pitch competition right after we're taking those benefits that we do, so we can put it back in our community. We're gonna throw a Worcester one. We're gonna go and you know just keep it going because yes. I think it's to high. And then one of the other things that we're going to highlight is because I also feel like that we don't really talk about is reggae, like Bob Marley, things of that sort. Like Thank we don't talk you. about the Caribbean, and so we're going to make sure uh-huh. in this right people where you know where it originally came from, where it's yeah. coming from, you know, things of that sort. So that was the main reason of doing Black Cannabis Weeks is that our voice to be heard. Matter of fact, the theme this year is actually something by us. That yeah. is our so we we we're definitely um. Make sure you gotta come out that to that um that week though. Yes, but that i main focus of Black Cannabis Week.
0: Yes, I'm coming. That's exactly where I was going next. Black Cannabis Week in August, in Black August, right? That's normally Black Solidarity Day is in August. If you don't know what that is, you're gonna have to do your research. <laughs> um, but Black August is also the month where you're buying black all month. You should be buying Black all month of August. So the fact that you have Black Cannabis Week, it'll be all sorts of events and opportunities to support Black-owned cannabis businesses. That's where you should be. If you're in the Northeast, you should be tapping into that area. It's going to be in Boston, right? Yes, the home
1: type is in Boston.
0: Okay, okay. And then she also has coming up in June as well, events. Um, how can people reach you and find out more about your events?
1: Well, you can um follow my follow my high thirst page. Um a lot of my branches are done by um high thirst, of course. We have to get the social consumption out there. But if you just want to follow me, it's um Kizzy Key on um Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, but on Instagram, it's Miss Kizzy Key. Just hit me up or just follow me and I'm pretty sure I'll fly a drop down and you'll see what's going on.
0: Right, right. Okay, yes, and I will make sure I put all of your information in the description so you'll be able to get those links to her contacts and follow her event, uh her social media pages to be at these events now. Uh, you know, I wish I would was able to get to the one that um that you just had, but I'm looking forward to Definitely tapping in Black Cannabis Week, like that's that's the talk. That's gonna be the talk. Share all the flyers with me and everything so I can share it and put it out as well. I got you. <laughs> and, and anyone out there who is a Black woman who consumes cannabis for our health or well being, you're employed in the industry or an entrepreneur, and you want to come on and share with the people what that's like, what the experience is like, the resources you need, and you know, give us some tips and tricks to to really tapping into, you know, this market, um, hit me up at Black Woman Who Blazed on IG or comment below. All right. And I'm out.